0: hey welcome everyone hi everyone thank you you for joining us welcome to rockhound talk live i'm your host amber nicole and this is
1: ben (laughs) corn
2: welcome
0: (laughs) so tonight we have an exciting i guess we have ellie ellie ringo with us and um really excited to chat with her and to get to know uh, more about her work and her journey in uh, the world of rocks and minerals. So before we bring her on, we uh, Ben and I just going to do a little bit of chatting, just some rock hound talk. Um, ben, tell us a little bit about where you're at right now.
1: Yeah, uh, you might notice my background, is that my typical background? Um, I am actually in New Jersey right now for work, so I Got this to work out just right, where I'm actually out here for two weeks, and my weekend off, I'm going to be doing my first mill site dig at the Franklin Mineral Museum. I'm also doing my first night dig for fluorescent minerals, so I'm very excited to be in New Jersey uh, for this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm super jelly. I wish I was there. (laughs) I need to come out there soon. Yeah. Um, A lot of people know that I just got back um, from traveling to Vegas, my kids and I, and we stopped at quite a few states on our way um, there and coming back and um, had a lot of fun hunting. Um, And you and I were talking about some challenges when you're out hunting in different areas that you aren't aware of you know, property lines and what's public and what's private. And Ben and I both use the OnX app um, to help us find those um, areas where we can, you know, legally hunt rocks. So how has that been working out for you?
1: Yeah, I, I had the OnX hunt app for a while. I, I used it for um, Minnesota for some of the things. And then I was using actually, I would jump between emails to get the free trial version so I could do like Montana when I was planning trips out to Montana. Um, and then I finally just broke down and I just bought the whole U.S. for Onyx Hunt. And it's been great because um, now I can plan trips. Um, like for now, I'm in New Jersey and I'm trying to figure out if I want to try to find Carnelian agates for one day. And so like people mentioned Carnelian Creek and I've looked it up and it's like it's surrounded by private land. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to have an app like that where I can just go through and just look up. You know property boundaries um you know public um lands all of that it's it's really great um we're not sponsored by onyx app or anything no, like no, that no no no. it's just it's, a really uh, great
0: tool to have and yeah and i you know i have it and i used it as well out in nebraska and had a lot of challenges on a river that crosses like the complete state and there's very minimal public access um I reached out to some homeowners and I didn't get you know any kind of a return call. So obviously I wasn't able to um, hit those areas up like I wanted to. But it's it's a nice app to have just because like when you look on Google Maps and you do you know you're kind of surveying that way. I mean it doesn't you're not going to know when you if that place is something that you can access until you get there and you see the sign that says no trespassing. So it's nice to know before you go. <laughs> Right. So it is definitely a nice app to have. Um, so you are going to be and you said, Jersey for a couple of weeks. Um, and you, is it this Saturday you said you're going to do the night hunt?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the Franklin Mineral Museum, um, they've got, uh, they, they, it's their mill site dig that they do once a year. So I've been coming out to New Jersey for work for the last, I don't know, like five years and we're um, actually longer than that. And I've never been out here in April. And so I'm so excited to finally be out here for an April where I can go to this exclusive, you know, area that they only let people do once a year. And then it just so happens they're also doing then um, a a swap and sale. So they're having, I don't know if it's like 30 or 60 vendors that are selling to. And then they've got a night dig. Um, I've never done a night dig. So this is going to be exciting. And I'll be able to get some tips because I'm actually going to be leading. Uh, the Minnesota Mineral Club is actually doing a trip out here um, in just under two months. So and we're going to be doing a night dig as well. So that's exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's going to be really nice, too, because I don't know how many people have done fluorescent mineral hunting. But um, I like to bring a grill cover to look under so I can oh, block the sun and check my rocks. nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice until you do it and it's like 85 degrees and sunny and it gets re- it gets really hot really fast. So it's going to be really nice to be able to do that um, at night where I don't need a grill cover or anything to block out the sun. I can just, you know, have my light out and walk around and the rocks everywhere are just going to glow. It's it's really great. I'm really excited for that. So, um, so yeah. 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 And then I guess another thing, too, that we should mention before we get started to one of the new things that we've got too for this season is we are going to be putting all of the episodes uh, audio on um, to different podcast platforms. So the last one that we had, um, the season finale, season one is already uploaded. So if you want to go and search, um, you can find it there and then once we get these episodes edited down and uploaded um those will be posted there too so you can find rock on talk live on spotify apple Podcasts, samsung um there's a whole bunch pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast you'll be able to find us as well so yeah. if you don't want to watch the youtube video or you want something to listen to while you're driving to wherever to maybe collect some rocks you can listen to this too yeah
0: especially like when we start getting into you know like like even tonight i'm sure we'll talk with ellie you know about places that you know in arizona so as you're you know heading to these different um locations to hunt you know just keep us in mind some of the information that we have on here might be useful for you as you're um, prospecting and hunting different areas Most of my, um, when I went out west, um, I've really posted most of my experience, um, so I feel like kind of silly, just kind of regurgitating things that I've posted, Um, (laughs) but if you aren't someone that follows um, um, my post, um, I did some hunting in um, Utah looking for some uh, pigeon blood agates, um, I did some hunting in the, near the Death Valley area, not in Death Valley, but near that area, um, the Mojave Desert for some Mojave agates, and just, I tried in Nebraska, wasn't successful because I wasn't able to get access, the water was really high, um, but mm. there was agates agate, out on the um, the Platte River there, um, so I wasn't able to do that, but all in all, and I did get some... Um, Wonderstone, which is some um, rhyolite oh, yeah. sandstone that are supposed to polish really, really well. So um, so I do have like tons of those. Um, so it was fun. Um, it was a brief experience because I was with my kids. So you know that like, had to like rush and get rocks kind of thing. Um, so <laughs> I, it, it, it was fun. It was fast. Definitely looking forward to some more adult um, rock hunting trips <laughs> so I don't have to be rushed. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. I was,
1: I was really jealous. Um, some of the scenery. Cause it reminds me a lot of like some of the, you know, the parts of Montana, like Southern Montana, like in the prior mountains yes. and I was like looking at it and so I think gorgeous. we still probably had snow on the ground in Minnesota. And I'm just like, Oh, like I want to get out into the mountains oh and gosh. even just like not even looking this for rocks. Like it's the like
0: craziest times. Wow. So cold and snowy still.
1: I know. <laughs> I, I actually, it was, Minnesota has been crazy. And I, I went out to look for Lake Superior agates, in a field on Thursday last week yes. and it was 85 degrees and I got sunburn and then I went out again on Saturday cuz it was raining which I've mentioned on here that's my favorite time to go and it was like 45 degrees and raining yeah. on Saturday and then when I flew out on Sunday it was in the 30s and snowing again so it's just been ridiculous it's and I'm crazy. just like oh my gosh yeah. like summer needs to get here so yes. I can get out and finally do some more trips and yeah. find some rocks. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm doing I guess on on Saturday. So Absolutely. Yeah. I saw some comments. Um looks like we get people hey, Wisconsin, Dennis. Michigan.
0: Yeah, Derek, Wanda, welcome. David, thank you for joining us. Oh, yes. How, with the Wisconsin weather. I mean, everybody kind of like in that lake uh Great Lakes area up north. It's been and but even Colorado, Oregon, like all of oh, northern states for sure been getting it really bad
1: yeah it's it's just been a crazy spring so far i think everyone's just been ready for summer to get here in the warmer temps and yeah okay looks we got houston new hampshire wow we're really covering everyone today (laughs) this is great yeah it is yeah so um I know we've mentioned it before it's posted right here but our guest tonight is ellie ringo those of you um who follow her on social media will know her as ellie knows rocks she is a geologic consultant she's an actress a model uh so many different things so um welcome ellie yes. to rock on talk rock on, talk live
2: hey, hey ellie hi guys how are you doing great I also have a snack with me so I am yes snack
0: <laughs> I, I, I have my snack this is my snack
2: <laughs> oh no I, I have one of those snacks too <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now Ellie. I feel
1: left out I should have hit up the liquor store
2: uh, <laughs> Shame. <laughs> so
0: Ellie I have been so excited to have you on so thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us oh you bet um So, why don't you start by telling us a little bit just about the beginning of your story and to rocks and minerals and how it's led you to where you are today?
2: (laughs) Well, as as a kid, uh, oh, I guess I should, you know, like fully introduce myself. Hi, I'm Ellie Ringo. (laughs) Um, I I started Ellie Knows Rocks a couple years ago uh, with the help of Summer Helene. Uh, She's like, "Hey, you should try something," and you know, show people your love of geology. And I was like, I don't think anybody's really going to want to see what that is. And she's all, no, she's all, we put you through a little group and, and, you know, there were reviews and people absolutely loved it. And I said, are you sure? She's all, yeah, she's all, but they think that you're too pretty to be a geologist. I'm like, that's great. (laughs) But get to that later. Yes. As a kid at like seven, eight years old, I used to beg my dad to take me down to the beach and, the whole reason for that is because I really, really wanted to look for agates. And uh, like as a kid, I didn't know what they were. I had no idea like what I was getting myself into. I just knew that there was some people from the church that we went to that said, yeah, we go look for rocks on the beach. And my mom's thinking rocks, really? This is boring. And my dad's like, oh, we'll give it a shot. And so I go out there and And I instantly catch on. I mean, little kids kind of absorb things like a sponge. So the woman showed me what it looked like, and I was like, I'm on it. And so I just ran around everywhere. I'd come back with every rock. Not everyone was an agate until I really figured it out. But, man, my pants would just be full. Like, my backpack, (laughs) my jacket, giving them to my dad. And I was the kid that would, like, dump all that stuff out in the car. And then a week later, they'd go, what is all of this? And I'm like, yeah, that's mine." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, i'd try to take it back to my room and and like hoard it and not let anybody know it was there but you know i i fell in love with it and i had no idea that it was going to lead anywhere you know you you don't have that notion as a kid and i didn't really have uh like anybody that said oh yeah you can go be a geologist go for it we didn't even know what that was um mm-hmm. uh, And so it wasn't until, you know, years and years later, I was working at a job that I hated. I absolutely hated it. Like, the person that I worked for used to vacuum herself out of her home every day. And she had white carpet. And her son used to come in and bitch about the fact that his mom had white everything. And you couldn't touch the floor. And, like, we'd hear these stories, like, every week. I'm like, I hate working here. But I also uh due to like you know like bad relationships and stuff like that people always told me i was never smart enough to go to school you can't handle it you can't make it um don't even try i mean even my older sister said it when i told her i was going to college she's like yay but are you sure it's right for you and i'm like why does everybody think i can't do something i don't understand so i just i didn't know what to do so I decided to go opal hunting in the Virgin Valley, Nevada at the Royal Peacock Opal Mine, just like on a whim. I was like, you can find precious opals there. Let's go figure it out. Right. And again, I didn't know what they were. And this was like my adulthood of, of like getting into geology. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I go up there. It's raining. It's nasty. Like there was just a little bit of sunlight. but I And I was covered in mud from head to toe. But I, I was loving every minute of it like i was you know i still have the fire opals that i found and so you know the oh you found some oh yeah they're the the pretty ones the ones that they like make jewelry out of the really beautiful precious fire opals with the play of color well
1: mm. oh, that's and, great i actually went there uh, a couple years ago i did i found opal but it wasn't the fire so oh. I, I am a little jealous but i can definitely <laughs> see how that would turn someone on to to yeah. all of this
2: oh oh yeah i i went back to to the job that i was at and i was telling some of my friends they're like mm-hmm. yeah this is cool it's time for lunch right and so nobody was interested so i i went to the community college and i was like hey i think i want to be a geologist and granted i didn't i had no idea what the word was like i went back home and i was like how to look for rocks for a living <laughs> and <laughs> literally and it was like oh you could be a geologist And i was like cool what's that so i had to google what a geologist was and like all right I was i was looking up all this stuff and no clue that it was going to be that amazing so yeah i, I got myself enrolled in school and you know finished my degree i was at the top of my class i just that's loved awesome. every minute of it and so that's awesome that's that, awesome. that's how i got started being a geologist that's awesome thank you so then
0: you graduated and then you started um, taking over, or not taking over, but started working in uh, some of the mines here assessing what's, correct me the right word for that, when you're trying to determine where minerals are in the field.
2: Yeah, so I started out as uh, what they call a pit geo, okay. uh, working for like, one of the biggest mining conglomerates in Arizona. Y'all can look this up. It's really easy to figure out which one they are. First name begins with an F. Second name begins with an M. You guys can go from there. And so, yeah, I started out as like, you know, looking at like core and trying to determine like mineral sequences and where would the best place be to drill, where we were going to come up with the highest grade material. And mm-hmm. and you have to put all of this into like a big 3D model and like present it once a week and Uh, no one really cared and so it was just one of those things you'd go out in the field and look for all of these things and you got to rock hound while you were out there so (laughs) i I had my eyes glued to the ground and you'd get all truck drivers driving by like what is wrong with these idiots they're always staring at the ground like because i had a meeting with them once and i said what's your biggest question and they're like why are you always looking at the ground I was like, well, don't you look for rocks? They're right. like, why would we look for rocks? We work in a mine. And then I kind of showed them because this is what we have and they're beautiful and amazing. And yeah. So, and it was, it was a blast. And I, but I, I absolutely loved the first people that I started working with. They were amazing. They were just a really tight knit group of people. And then mm-hmm. I was told to move because the mine I was at was curtailing. So I moved and I ended up working for the worst people in the world and people that would bully me and berate me and, uh, like just massive amounts of harassment. And I was like, why am I here? I go, I would go home and I would have panic attacks like every day. And you know, my fiance, who was my boyfriend at the time, um, was like, you, you can't keep doing this to yourself. I was like, well, I'm not doing it to myself. And he's like, well, you know what I mean? Right. And I said, I have to go to work. You know, I have to do all of these things. And, right. and, you know, a couple years ago, you know, when I was put under assessment to say, Hey, tell people about your rocks. And I was like, yeah, that's a backup plan. But and then like everything hit with the pandemic and whatnot. And so I started getting mm. more and more into it. And I was like, this is my primary plan. I was like, forget a backup plan. And you know what they say about backup plans? Like if you have one, you're never going to like fulfill anything. You're never going to make your dreams come to fruition. And so I got the opportunity at that point to go do a TV show to look for gold in Greenland. And I called my boss. And so I was like, hey, so can I have like a leave of absence for three months? And he's like, I'll get back to you. So a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, we don't really grant that for people. And I'm thinking, huh, that's a lie, but okay. And because they've done it for other people. So I knew mm-hmm. that I knew I was on the blacklist anyways, because I would mm-hmm. speak up for myself and stand up for myself. And From, like
0: the harassment and just yeah. the, the treatment you were receiving.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and but like there are certain like geologic things that you go do in a mine and you have to tell other people like about them or or the things that you're presenting. And so I would always present a strong case, especially mm-hmm. on things that were had to do with safety. If somebody was violating like a safety incident or somebody was gonna get themselves hurt, especially geologically speaking, there's a lot of stuff that happens in a mine that people never hear about. Mm -hmm. And one of them is like, we have a lot of slope failures. So meaning the, the angle of the wall falls off and can bury a lot of things. People think of Bingham Canyon when they think of slope failures. That was a massive catastrophe, but they listened to the people that were actually looking at the wall. So they were able to get people out safely. They lost a lot of equipment, but no one died. And so where I was working, anytime you would present a strong case, if you were a female, people were like, yeah, whatever, cool. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right, so why, why is he get away with it? You know, and no offense to all the dudes out there that don't have a problem with women, but the ones that do, man, I've got it out for you. Um, <laughs> the, it's just not cool. It's like, no, it's not. I
1: am doing yeah, what I-, I can. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that I, I kind of was going to ask you about some of that because, I mean, oh, yeah. I've I've gone to school as a geologist. Um, I've gone through the program. I've actually seen that firsthand where I've had a professor tell someone that she wasn't going to make it as a geologist because she was a woman. Yeah. So it's it's something that I've seen, but obviously I've never been able to experience it firsthand. Um, And I know there's definitely been a lot going on now with trying to bring more women into STEM and having more opportunities. So I guess I I know things are, you know, changing. Um, Have you been able to see, you know, a lot of that sort of coming up and a lot more support then for women in STEM?
2: I would say at the college level, yes. Like I only had, um, like two professors that were like, oh, you're a woman, you're you're you can't be a geologist. You know, if if you wear a tight shirt and you have boobs, you should probably leave. And you're (laughs) like, really? But for the most part, uh, the college systems really, really, really are strong about women in STEM. Um, You know, there's even like the international mining games. And so and that's intercollegiate. So they have men's teams and women's teams. And so like that was always promoting women, you know, in the mining industry to go out and be physical with it but in the real world in the real world you still are looked at as less than less than and and even so much so that uh like there's a big difference between like mining engineers that get hired and geologists that get hired as far as their pay grade you can both come in as the exact same a one and the mining engineer is going to get paid this much and you're still down here now if you're a woman that's a geologist against a male geologist the male is still up here, and you're like, really? Like we're literally doing the exact same job, but doesn't matter. It all it all just depends on where that comes from or stems from from the top. And usually, a lot of these heads in these mining companies, they're all men. The the company I worked for, every one of them was a man. It was only till they started kind of getting in trouble after I left that they sent a woman. From their corporate office to go talk to people, and the stories that she was hearing, I heard from a friend of mine that still I have a lot of friends that still work there. Said she was in tears by the stories that she was being told by both her male and female counterparts that would come in and talk about the level of harassment that people were getting from every level, men and women. And but it it takes a huge change in order to or um, not necessarily a change, but either people leaving or something drastic happening for there to that, be for that mindset to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it's just like, you know, they say the strong survive. Well, the thing is, is like, yeah, the strong survive because they're smart enough to like get up and move out because you don't stay in that toxic environment. You die like yeah. little every day you die a little bit. and so it sucks. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, you had sent us some photos um, yeah. and, and I did have a question. I'll bring it up right here. Um, so you sent a photo of you, it, it looks like some kind of maybe a convention or something And you um, you've got a table and you're, you're talking to a little girl, I guess. What, what's the story behind this?
2: Okay. So I'm glad you got the correlation between the photos. Cause some of them, I didn't exactly put titles <laughs> on, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that is a convention. Um, I have done different like booth events and whatnot. And when I do, I'll sell my minerals that I find. Or I also sell my mineral kits and I show people how to use them. So that little girl right there is figuring out that if you scratch the minerals or you streak them on a streak plate, that they all have different colors. And so I was showing these little kids how you can, you know, draw almost with some of the different types of minerals. There are some of them that are soft enough to you can actually scratch them on paper. But the other ones were just scratching all over these tiles (laughs) and having a blast and trying to draw stuff. And so that's what she was doing. And then I was also teaching them how to plate copper on a nail with uh, just a steel nail and chrysocolla and muriatic um, acid that's been diluted. And they were having a blast. Like they were creating their own pennies all day long. And I mean, it was adorable. And so I've that's cool. with the Ellie Nose Rocks platform, I have a lot of little kids that follow me that want to know how they can do stuff. And so with my mineral kits, I tried to look for one that was, like, online and, and something that was already pre-made. No, it, it doesn't exist. Like, either they want a fortune for, like, these stupid little pieces of plastic, little magnifying glass, and and all these things are going to break really easy. And I was like, I'll just make my own. And so it, it was kind of a pain finding all the material to do that is, was a little bit stressful. But honestly, it's one of my most successful things that I sell on my Etsy is my mineral kits. I think it's um, awesome. I think it's awesome. awesome. I, yeah. I loved it, and yeah, I loved no, it.
1: That's, yeah that's great yeah so that's so is that the kit then the the photo on the on the right there of, of the kit that you get
2: yeah that's yeah great. i mean you don't get the rocks with it you just get all the stuff but i have i mean you got to make the picture look decent <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: totally adding that like it's like it's such a like especially for kids like what a cool even stocking stuffer like i mean
2: that's just like a super cool idea i love that I mean, for kids that want to like get outside and whatnot, yeah. I've had- you know, adults go and get them, and they're like, "This is perfect because it's small, it's compact. Yes. You put it in your field bag; it doesn't yep. weigh a ton, and you can do all of your physical tests in the field to determine what you have." Because a lot of people don't have that knowledge to just go, "Oh, this is the mineral or rock I have." That yeah. doesn't come very common, so this helps. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so- no, that's that's great. I, I've tried to do um, you know talks, um, you know, with like Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, and. Like those kinds of things are, are really great. One, one of my favorite things to do is um, when I would teach and talking about hardness is I would love to take like a piece of fluorite. Oh, yeah. And talk about hardness and be like, so if I take this and scratch a window and I will just, you know, jab it on the window. And because fluorite's softer than glass, they all, they all freak <laughs> out like I'm going to like scratch the glass. So that's <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to do. I like That's doing the little kind of magic thing. tricks with rocks with kids. Yeah, so I guess so kind of talking about kids too. So yeah. so you did talk. Um, so was it Oregon then that you grew up when you were looking for agates? Yeah, yeah, on the was beach? on the
2: beaches in Oregon.
1: Okay, do you still have like your first agate or anything like that that you found?
2: Um, I have actually the first bottle of part of my collection. Do you want me to grab it? It's on my dresser. Yeah, grab it. Yeah,
1: the, we, we love show and tell.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm going to grab the half amounts of them because i decided to of course color coordinate them you know because why not yeah why not So, if For you sure. can see like you know it's dark light and whatnot there you go
0: oh so cool so i don't know if it'll like focus yeah, on them but you can see it yeah
2: yeah they're they're different you know different colors from a dark to a white to you know whatnot but i i absolutely love them like I was collecting tons and i have three more bottles this size just from my original collection when i was a kid that is so cool that you wow. got them oh my gosh i that uh, people who are like oh you're just a hoarder with rocks i was like well it's one of my favorite things it's not hoarding it's just a collection right 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 right. So right that collects right. things could be
0: considered a hoarder so so you got you started um so we brought us to the pandemic so the pandemic oh, you yeah. got you got out of that toxicity
2: Oh yeah. So well, the funny thing, like I was sitting on my back porch and I got the phone call. Like granted, I already had my flight to Greenland. I already had everything ready to go. I was completely packed. Um, that day I had just gotten dry suit certified in case I could go scuba diving while I was there. And I got this call from, uh, his name's JC. You know, I was give his initials and whatnot. He's like, so yeah, we can't accommodate you. So what are you going to do about this? So, and I said, just let me make this clear. Right. So if I leave and I don't come back from work, am I fired? And he's like, well, no, but, um, we, we can't allow you to do that. And I'm like, so you're not going to fire me if I leave, but, you know, and so I was trying to just think of all the ways where I could just basically mess with them because I'd been messed with for so long by yeah, this yeah, person. yeah, yeah. And I just was like, okay, thanks. I'm gonna talk to HR. So HR, this particular woman couldn't stand me because she's the one that kept getting all the paperwork for my harassment case. Mm-hmm. So she calls me super excited, and she's like, "Hi! Uh, so JC said that you wanted to give me a call." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Wow!" And I even said, "You're really..." Happy about this, and I said, "Well, I just wanted to know how much PTO and how much sick time I have left." She's all, "Oh, she, was she thought so you were quitting. She thought you were quitting, right?" "Oh yeah, oh yeah," uh-huh. she thought I was there to quit. Uh-huh. So I said, "Okay," I said, um "You know, can you let me know what this is?" She's all, "Yeah, it'll take me a day or so," which that was a lie. She could have looked it up right then and there. Right, right, right. So she got back to me in a day. She's all, "So why do you want to know all this information?" I said, "Okay, so." Um, I'm going to send you my formal resignation. And I said, I want to make sure to use up all of my PTO and sick time before before yeah. my last day of work. She's all, yeah. like, oh, well, you can just quit right now. I said, no, that's not how this is going to work. No, yeah. I you're said, gonna get I've paid. seen what you do with other employees. And I know how you just wipe away their PTO and mm-hmm. their sick time that they've earned. I said, I'll get paid for all of mine. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, fine. <laughs> so like she was so mad about it. And at this point, like I didn't care, and maybe that yeah. makes me like a bad person, but I gave up. No.
0: People- I mean, how dare you actually use the time and <laughs> the things that you occurred and you earned? Right? How oh, yeah. dare you? Yeah,
1: yeah. You <laughs> you have to definitely step up for your worth. Like that's you know mm-hmm. definitely like you you can't let people walk over you. So yeah, you
2: mm-hmm. yeah you, good you, you
1: know him. that that's what you earned. Yeah, yeah. That's great.
2: Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, so what does that put me in? I was like, all right, that makes my last day technically july 22nd which would mean i would already be in greenland for over a week before my last day and so i just you know planned it out and three days later i left for greenland and i was there for a little over three months nice
1: yeah so so for the greenland stuff then did you have to do like a whole bunch of research ahead of time like prospecting or like anything to kind of like prep for it? Or was it something that you just went in like just completely blind? Like, I'm going to learn this when I get there.
2: So for me, the, the area and the geology is very, very different. Like there are some of the oldest metamorphic rocks in the world in Greenland. And so I was like, oh gosh, I need to make sure that I know what I'm getting myself into as far as like what I could see. And even with all the research that I did, like I provided all of the... Like the networking and the links to get the company that was like filming us all of the maps, all of oh, wow. the like the deep dive for any geology that was there, the gold belt, all of it. Like I, I provided them with a ton of information just so we would have it there on site. And and so they kept reaching out to me for that. So when I got there, I wasn't going into a blind at all. I, I really knew like which locations that we needed to be in. And I had a very very small uh, reference as to where the claim was going to be at that we were going to be on, so I was able to do a little bit of like pre geology just via the maps that I had found Google Earth and um, just trying to figure it out. Plus, I read every like gold paper I could possibly find on Greenland, and it was it was just a lot. And honestly, I was so excited about finding any of the minerals there and stuff because there's so many minerals that they have there that we don't have here in the States. And right. I was just like, am I going to be able to like take these and keep them? And that was kind of a whole other story about what we were going to go find, and what, you what I was take? told I was going to be able to find and keep, and then what actually happened.
0: So were you the only geologist there?
2: Yes. I was the only actual like professional anybody. I was the geologist and a miner I was the only person that had ever worked in a mine um and everybody else was kind of a weekend prospector okay Uh, the Ray uh was he was awesome like Ray super cool person he and I got along probably the he was probably the only person that I actually got along with uh just just because like he was he was smart he was on it he knew what he was doing he wasn't stupid like the other people like and, and I'll say that very blatantly like if you're that dumb or that lazy you definitely shouldn't be like on a, on a show saying yeah <laughs> saying, oh i go in mine all day long and i was like really like in your imagination i'm assuming because you're not here. <laughs> like if you can't get up before noon and out of your tent and like doing something probably shouldn't like actually be looking for gold so but that was fun but anyways ray and i we looked all over the place we found a lot of stuff um we you know collaborated really well on the show so that was really really cool we're still in contact which is awesome sometimes we just call and chat uh, sometimes it's just a quick text but you know it at least i i made a couple friends there yeah. more native greenlanders as friends than actual like people that i went there with
1: and and so the gold then was that all placer gold that you were looking for
2: yes yeah it was um okay. the The operation that we set up actually ended up being the very first placer mine in greenland ever oh Oh, wow people have claims up there and the way that the claims work in greenland is you have to be a native greenlandic person in order to claim any land there and if you go into anything like that you already have to have a reclamation program you already have to have funds set aside to repair anything that you have done um the claims kind of work very different you can Uh, go and completely live out there Um, you have like all the mineral rights and that kind of things and you're allowed to use the water so a lot of people have claims and they'll do some testing here and there just either digging test holes and some people have done some boreholes but it's you know it's an alluvium so you're you're not the test holes kind of either fall in or you're not really getting like a great sample I think that some rc drilling has been done out there and then in the hard rock mines of course they can do core but that, that won't work on the alluvial fans and stuff that and the, the like huge lateral moraines are what are left over from the glaciers being there if they haven't been cut by a river. And so that's what we were mining, is these giant lateral moraines with alluvium that had come down from the hills. And the it was really surprising how much material was actually like left in there. And it, it's micro-fine gold. Micro-fine. I mean, I've never... I didn't even think I was going to be able to pan gold, that that was... That was that fine. And Ray actually helped me with a couple of his techniques that he showed me. And he's like, just, just do this and go real slow because I was getting so impatient. It was so frustrating sometimes, but at least I knew how to pan going into it. It There's a lot more than I can say for the people that were there doing, doing this with their pan. I was like, what are you doing?
0: Like, oh my gosh, like you're going to make me, you're going to make me go watch these episodes now.
2: Well, I, I have them all unlisted if you want to oh, but, oh man
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I i tried to look for some and i i can see there's quite a few different trailers and things mm-hmm. um so yeah that is really interesting um so i guess so that was then sort of your jumping off point to sort of your whole other i don't want to call it like your other life because it is still like your life well, no, but like you you're all you've been your...
0: modeling you said
2: your whole life though right
0: oh, most of your yeah. life
2: yeah most of my uh would say you know late teens and adult life yeah I didn't yeah do it when I was a kid but yeah I um I actually you know funny story like I've always been told no I've always been told you can't do it you're not don't pretty. You not. hate that it makes you're you not want to do it more. more oh yeah and, and yeah. You're, you're none of the things that we want and I'm like why like why am I such like that squished penny that like no just everybody like tosses aside and, and that's how it's always felt like I it makes you feel almost kind of worthless but I think I was 19 when I sent in, and this is before like all of the digital age that they have now that you just submit photos online that didn't exist. I'd get photos printed out. I had to have them taken. I had to send them to different people. And they're like, yeah, you just, you're not really pretty enough. You don't, you don't have that look that we're looking for. You don't have this, you don't have that. And I'm just like, what the hell do you guys want? Like, and it just, in my head, I was so mad, but. Once I finally started to kind of claw into it, because I just didn't give up, I was like, this is cool. But before, like, my very first modeling job, I was an extra in the background of a couple different movies. And I was like, this is fantastic. This is so cool. And then all of a sudden, I got, like, um, a couple runway shows and a a couple of print ads and, and, like, stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of neat. (laughs) So it was... It was just kind of this floating around of of everything. And I was just taking it as it came, but I was still, I was clawing to get everywhere. I mean, I remember the very first time like I was in the newspaper for something that didn't have to do with my parents zoo. It was because I auditioned for an indie horror film and I was in this big auditorium and they said, well, can you scream? And I was like, oh yeah, I can scream. (laughs) No one was prepared for my level of screaming, and they're like, oh my gosh, and they, like, like freaked out. I was like, well, you asked me to scream. You know? <laughs> you asked me to scream yeah. quietly. You said scream. <laughs> so...
1: Is that is then that coming up? Because I, I think I saw you've, you're you in uh, Alien Thriller. That's...
2: Alien um, Thriller, yeah, it's my my newest movie that I just finished filming.
1: Yeah, so is there, like, you know, screaming and and all oh, of yeah. that?
2: Oh, Oh, I'm a... I'm, I'm a full-on, like, badass in that film. I'm one of the... There's four uh, five lead characters and I'm the fourth. And so it's, you know, we're, we're carrying the storyline along everything that happens. And, uh, it's, I, I can't like say like too much about it. Cause yeah. you're not allowed to, but, oh yeah. Like I wreak havoc, like in the mm-hmm. end, you know, and when can so, we expect to watch that? Uh, well, since it was filmed in February and in, finished in February, it won't come out until February of next year. Usually okay. once they're filmed to, being released it takes a year but this year um i've already had one of the films that i did last year come out oh no two of them actually Uh, i wasn't able to go to the premiere of one because it was in florida but uh i did six films last year and so Mm -hmm. i have you know four or five more that are coming out like this year and so uh, you know they'll just be little parts and pieces and uh two of them i'm really really excited for the other ones i just had smaller parts in you know, it's fine. Uh, but I'm, I like the meat of things. I like to, you yeah. know, I, I like to be the main focus. I mean, for someone in my field, I can't say that they don't want the same exact thing. So yeah, 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 yeah. And so you, would you say that
0: frozen gold opened up the the movie aspect for you?
2: Mm, no, I'd already been in, um, a couple different films for sure. Um, Five different films before I was in Frozen Gold. Okay. Um, Because Frozen Gold was just like TV series, but it did put my name more on the map. It helped with a lot of stuff. So I definitely felt that leading up to that, you know, every day I was like, I can do this. I can be somebody. I am going to be out there so that people can see me. I will be famous. And yes, hands down, whether I'm naive or whatever people want to say, I will be famous. People will know who I am and that is a goal of mine it's just something that i want to do you know people know me for geology and, and modeling and movies and so eventually that's all going to come together in one name and people are going to like oh yeah that was that girl i knew her when she's pretty cool, yeah. Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah so i think i read somewhere too that with like the acting and things you also did stunts is that mm-hmm. right
2: yeah uh, the the film that i was a stunt person in just came out uh, last month And so I got to go watch that. It was pretty cool. Um, I've never been as injured on a set though, as when you do stunts, Uh, especially the last film I was in. I would definitely say that there might've been a few safety aspects that they could have worked on um, because I I went away with a concussion. I had bruises all over me. And um, like I ended up hitting my lip like the first day, like I rammed into this guy that actually saved me from like obliterating my face against a concrete wall because they had no like padding. So I'm trying to make it look like I fell into a wall and I'm about to tumble downstairs. Well, I stepped on my own damn foot and it really looked great oh. because it, I, he caught me. And so actually my teeth bit his arm, not meaning to. So, oh yeah, so he had like this nice little half moon from my teeth, but like my face was all swollen. I was like, oh my gosh, it looked like a hot mess, but no one cared. I had a wig on and a bunch of clothing. No one even knew that it was me. And so, you know, my face couldn't be seen because it was a stunt double. So that was yeah. fun. But for any of my films that I do, I do all of my own stunts. I mean, I can handle weapons. I can fall off horses. I can fall downstairs. I can make it look like I'm, you know, tripping and breaking something without actually doing it. It's just stunt work because I was in theater forever. Okay. Like, I started theater when I was, like, seven years old. And okay. so that's where my love of, like, acting started. It's like. That makes sense. So. Uh, um there was a girl and i still remember like the picture i can remember it Uh, i don't know who exactly took it but i had this little yellow like polka dot um uh, apron on over my my pants and um the girl that was supposed to be in this role i guess she got sick or something so my teacher's like hey you read this once before right i was like yeah i can i can do it (laughs) And so as a, like a, as a seven-year-old, I was taller than everybody else, like by a lot, like at least a head taller. And so I just would look at everybody. Right. And I remember the picture. I'm just standing over everybody and I'm holding my script, like, Oh my gosh, they're watching me. And so it was so much fun. And I just, I remember that feeling, that feeling. Yeah. Um, and so being able to take that and, you know, put that into like musical theater and dance and have that all come together. I mean, still the, the last big play I was in, um, that was before I moved to Baghdad, Arizona. And it was uh, the beginning of 2016. And I just, I still remember opening night. I remember opening night of every play that I've been in and it's the most magical time ever. It's amazing, especially when everything goes right. Even if you mess up, it still goes right. <laughs> it's so much fun, and you, there's not a bigger thrill for me than like being on stage or being in front of the camera in some aspect. So yeah, when that's... you could combine, I can imagine how you felt about the
0: Frozen Gold opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, I love rocks. I'm on camera.
2: Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I was like, I've got this. I know what I'm doing, and yes. so it was funny because they would take us for OTFs, which are on the fly interviews mm-hmm. and they right after something would happen, whether it was like something dramatic or, you know, someone was yelling at somebody or you found something they either take you off to the side. And those are the little clips where they're showing you by yourself, you know, answering questions yeah. what, about what's going on.
1: Yeah. And, talking heads. Are, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And I, I would get done with my otfs or my interviews really fast so by week three or like week three and a half i go up to one of the dps and i was like hey i said so i've kind of been noticing now that we're all kind of in the same location together because this is after i'd done a bunch of my traveling until the later on uh i said why is it you spend so much time with everyone else i said am i not saying things right or what you want they're like no actually you're short and sweet to the point you give us exactly what we want. So we're done. He's all, everybody else, since they spend 10 to 15 minutes over here, it's because we haven't gotten the answers from them yet. They Tell us this big old long story that we don't need. He said, because nobody's going to want to watch that. He's all, you're just done. And then the other guy said, yep, pretty much. And I said, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. So a little bit of a confidence boost because I didn't actually have the guts to go ask them because right. I was like, I don't want to hear that I'm doing a bad job, but I needed to know to no, make sure yeah. I wasn't doing it later on. Right. And so once they told me it was correct, I was like, oh, thank God, I'm not an idiot. And then I just went about my, you know, day and, and I was fine. <laughs> but it was cool That's to know. That's
1: great. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I've got, okay, so a couple, I want to I show a couple things. So the first thing, mm-hmm. um, so I saw this photo, which looks like an abandoned mine shaft. hmm um, and then you also sent this video. Let me let me play this video for um, for everyone.
2: Look oh, at yeah. this guys. This is the ladder. This is what I just climbed down while I was up there. But isn't that freaking cool? And these tracks and they lead up and out.
1: Okay. okay. So a couple things with that then. So I know you've talked, you, you briefly mentioned you grew up and like your parents had a zoo. So you had like tigers and all sorts of animals. You talked about riding horses when you were a kid. Um You talked about doing stunts. Is is that the kind of things then that helped you become, I guess, fearless enough to go into like an abandoned mine shaft and just <laughs> like have an adventure just to do that? Because I, I like personally, I'd feel scared to just like, that. It, it looked, a little creepy that last video.
2: Yeah. So I was, um, so both those pictures correlate the picture that you first showed before the video was that one. Yeah. Was me looking down into an, an area that daylighted into the second level drift that I had showed the stairs going up. And so just basically what that means is this shaft right here that you're looking at is about 300 plus feet deep and those tracks go into it and that angle looking down in there that's the actual that's how freaking steep that is you fall in there you're gonna break something die you're never gonna be seen again and but going around the other side walking in the attic to go up those drifts i mean you know it allows you to go see those different areas so for me it's a little creepy. I'm worried about like the things that are in there, like, you know, snakes or, or javelina or a bear or a bobcat or, or a cougar or something yeah, like that. Sure. I'm scared of those things. As far as other stuff in it, like I take a gas monitor with me. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's a four gas monitor. And so if there's not enough oxygen, it's going to go off. If there's carbon dioxide. If there's, you know, H2S, if, there's things are in there. that's going to tell me right away. And if it goes off, even if I think it's a false alarm, I'm out because people could die. And I, you know, I worked for the state of Nevada for a little bit. They gave us mind training. They would probably never agree with what I do, but I still do it safely. And I try to do it in a, in a sense that not everybody sees me do the Mm pre-work. And I've now I've wanted to for a couple of times, do the whole thing where it's like, okay, I have an entire gas mask on, I have my monitor, I have all my stuff, and then I go in, I check it out, and I make sure that it's fine. Um, And then I go and I do my video. There are occasions, though, where I'll just go in where I'm like, okay, I know that this is going to be cool. I'm just going to have my monitor on because I want my first reactions to be on the video. And because those are very different. You could try to redo them, but it doesn't always work. And so even in acting, like sometimes your first reaction is going to be the best one you have. Right. And... And so going into these things, I am, I guess, a daredevil in the sense that, you know, yeah, when I was a kid, like I just go do stuff, I'd get on my horse in the middle of the day, on a weekend when I wasn't in school, I'd be mom, hey, peace out, I'm gonna grab a sandwich and some water, I'll be back before dinner, and I'd be gone all day long. Me too. And I felt yep. safe enough to do that, like, yep. yeah, sure. Me and my mom were were chased by a cougar on horseback several times. Um, We ran into baby bears that scared the living crap out of us. And mama bear is just coming along going, don't touch my kiddos. And you're like, oh, like those things happen. But I don't know. It shows you you're alive. That's for sure. And so it doesn't. The only thing I fear, honestly, are like things that I don't know are in there. Otherwise, I just absolutely find it fascinating i mean Mm. i am definitely sure if there was a a such thing as like if you're something else in a different life i was definitely a cat but the curiosity stuck with me (laughs) and And so hopefully uh,
1: the nine lives yeah
2: right like i've done some really crazy things i've been in you know three different really big accidents i've broken my back i've dislocated my tailbone i have done things that most people are like are you stupid i'm like no i'm insane oh (laughs) wait and so but no it's so much fun for me. It's like I'm yeah, that something might happen. Heaven forbid it does, but I'd rather take the risk and find out than not do it. And that's why I'm sitting here right now. Is right, exactly. I've taken these huge risks. Yeah. I mean, I've quit my job. I don't know how many different times to go do something else that I love, and it's always been better. And and so I just keep hoping that you know that next leap of faith is also going to be just as good as the ones that I've taken. I
0: love
1: that yeah I love that's it. great i'm um, gonna
0: um real quick we need to i'm gonna address some questions that we have here i was i was <laughs> just gonna say the same the thing. same thing <laughs> yeah. so we've got david here um uh, can you see that um yeah okay so he, if you wanted to answer that question here for david
1: yeah, yeah so, so david david asks um while in greenland what other minerals etc were found in the alluvial runs
2: in the actual alluvial that was there you didn't find too much you did find a little bit of sodalite, if it had come off the mountain and that's that mineral that glows under uv light which is awesome and um we got a couple of traces of what i think was platinum we did get um some zinc but for those like things that are hot items uh, such as zinc or um like lithium or anything other than gold I wasn't allowed to speak about because people think them as buzzwords. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, well, it's, it is an economic mineral and it is here uh, because there's tons and tons of rock that's now being exposed because the ice is melting away very rapidly in Greenland. And so there are big lithium deposits and big zinc deposits. And there's a, another one that I can't remember the name of. If it comes to me, I'll let you know. But, um, Basically, it's used as an insulator mineral in um, like computer chips and that kind of thing. And
1: okay. and
2: so that there's all of this stuff that's being exposed up there. But when I would find it and want to talk about it, I couldn't. So that sucked. Uh, otherwise, those that was pretty much the only thing that was actually found in the alluvium. Um, any of the other minerals that I found were either, you know, on a like rock hounding trip or something that was in hard rock. In regards to your professional
0: modeling, okay, um, and any negative experiences that you, do you feel that you've had in that, um, in comparison to what you had talked about with um, what you experienced in the mining industry?
2: Okay, so I absolutely love modeling. And one of the things that photographers have told me is, you're an excellent model because you're an actress. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And they're like, you can give us emotion and feeling where most of the people that we work with can't do that. And I was like, that's fantastic. Like, I, that thats a makes me feel great. Yeah, for On sure. From the flip side of that, like for modeling pictures like these specifically, uh, my boyfriend before, you know, he became my fiance, um, he was in the mine shop and somebody came up to him. He was like, hey, dude. Do you know that there's like these half naked pictures of your girlfriend online? And he's okay, like, so. <laughs> you and your point is, he's all, oh, uh, well, did you know? And he's like, well, no, shit, dumb. Ass. He's all, I was there holding the light. He's all, how do you know? And he's like, I don't know. And so this guy decided to spread things around that I was doing porn oh, online. Disgusting. Oh yeah, disgusting. I, I was pissed. I was like, are you freaking serious? And I was like, I'm just getting established in Phoenix as a model here in Arizona. Right. I don't need some guy like spreading rumors to, this, to my job.
1: Right. So I talked
2: to some of the photographers. I was like, hey, if there's anything like of me that looks slightly scandalous, I was like, can we take it down? And then a week later, I was like, screw this. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Like, my work, they cannot tell me what I do on my personal time. And if they have a problem with it, that's their opinion. Yes. Good They're the do. ones that are reacting negatively to that. That's not my problem. If they don't like it, they don't have to look at it because my professional attitude and demeanor at work is nothing of what I do in the acting and modeling world. And so I was like, I had a total change of heart about it immediately. It's was like, no, screw these people. Yeah. If they want to go look me up or do whatever, fine on them. They can go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I have had a lot of respect for what I do from uh, like a scientific and a woman aspect other than like the men aspect, see it and go, oh my gosh, man, I can't believe it. Like the comments that I get are just, I, I won't repeat. Um, and it, they're, but they're horrible from people that don't understand like the art I'm trying to do or or what I get hired to go do. or well, just
0: people I, who don't understand the difference between or understand consent and boundaries. Because yeah. I mean, you can be a beautiful woman And you can show whatever you want to yourself, but that doesn't Uh mean that gives you the right to be vulgar.
2: Yeah, exactly. And a lot of, I would say men right now that are in going to look at different videos online are all looking for a thirst trap. They're all looking for some kind of thing. That's, you know, instant gratification as far as, you know, looking at a almost naked woman online because they get a kick out of it. And it's like, you don't, you miss the fact that there is an art portion of this, that somebody took a long time to decide to do these things. And it's not like you just, you know, pop up in the morning and you look that way. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it, whether it's your hair, makeup, outfit, working out, you know, the things that you do to condition yourself to be comfortable in front of the camera don't just happen. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And a lot of people are just like, oh, you're just so lucky. It's like, no luck had nothing to do with it. I have scratched and clawed and worked my living butt off to do all of this. Luck is not involved. The amount of the what you see is nothing like the work that's hidden below the surface. And people get don't give you enough respect for that and they still don't, but in a photographer's nature, for somebody who is a photographer, they look at me and go, You've worked really hard. Plus you're doing all of this other stuff. Oh my gosh. It's those people that don't have that photography background that are like, Oh my gosh, you're just a slut like Thanks. Thanks.
1: Yeah, and even I I know, like you, I think I've mentioned before, um, talking to you, like, you you have a story of when you were trying to get, um, I think it was like your TikTok off the ground, and you're posting, you know, videos, and you were out doing a trip somewhere in the mountains, and to get enough service to post a video, you had to hike up a mountain to post a video, and like the commitment to to, you know, and the work that you would have to put in to do that. Like, I know there are definitely people out there that would say, you know, I'll I'll wait till I get home or whenever it's easier, but you know, you, you know, literally climb mountains to, to grow yourself.
2: Well, my, my manager, uh, or, or I guess one of them summer, she said, you have to post every day. And I was like, Oh man, I'm going on this trip. And I, Uh, It was a um, a kayaking, rock climbing trip. So we had to take our, or no, it was canoes. We didn't have kayaks, sorry. Or one or the other. Oh my gosh, I forgot what it is that I actually have. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Anyways, everything was strapped on top in plastic bags. And we had to go down this like six mile stretch of river, which was way longer than I thought. And when we got there, we weren't sure if we were going to have service. So not only did I have to hike up the hill, I had to cross the river to then hike up the hill And then wait, but that, that story, the reason it's really significant for me is because that particular day, that was my second really big viral video, my first viral video, or for me with as little followers as I had had like 15,000 views. I was like, oh my gosh, that's good. (laughs) I I woke up in the morning and my video had over 200,000 views. What I is. had I had gained 15,000 followers that night. That's crazy. Good and I was you. like, oh my gosh, it worked. Like, <laughs> what the hell was with it? <laughs> and so, and granted, it was like in the middle of the night. So I had like a headlamp on, I had a flashlight. Plus I'm holding my phone, traipsed it across the river, and then coming back, which was almost waist deep. So I was, you know, it was in the summer-ish time. So it wasn't that big of a deal for that respect. But, you know, it was... I would say definitely like a, a dedication because I knew if I just put in the work and I did it it would do something yeah. And, and and so it did and and what do you know work got a hold of that video by the time it reached four hundred and twenty five thousand views, someone was pissed off at me. oh what? you mean the the and the mining world well, yeah because I was still I was oh yeah, I was still very much in oh world. oh okay yeah and okay, so. yeah. And they, they flip out, oh my gosh, because it was a huge, it it was very big for, you know, the area. And of course people flipped out. She can't be taking videos of that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, does it say your name on it? Do you know where it's at? Right. Are you being like publicly called out for this is your area or, you know, whatever it was. Right. And like the GM was like, no. And I said, exactly. And I said, this is my personal life it has nothing to do with you. I said, the line you're walking is paper thin mm-hmm. between my personal life and what you think I should be allowed to do because of where I work. I mm-hmm. said, that's not okay. And so I've, I've always stood up for myself, I guess, in that regard. I'm shaking as I'm doing it and yeah, feel like yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. to throw up. Right. But there comes a point where you have to stand up for yourself because you're your only advocate. Yes. And absolutely. so it, you know, I'm, definitely pushed all those boundaries. <laughs> I love it. I f- I love it. Yeah, love
1: it. no, that's, that's great. I, I love how much of, you know, like you're your own biggest advocate. Like it's, yeah. it's really great. Um, and, and so, um, speaking of social media, um, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a quote that I, I pulled from, I think one of your interviews. Yeah. Um, so the best way to support an artist or creative is to simply watch their videos or look at their pictures, like the videos or pictures, Um, comment on the videos or pictures follow subscribe to what they're doing um following and subscribing to creators is your way of saying thank you for what you're doing and we like it yeah so um kind of going with that too because i know we haven't mentioned it um so you're ellie knows rocks Mm -hmm. on um youtube tiktok um i think facebook twitter instagram Instagram.
2: snapchat Mm -hmm.
1: okay so people want to follow you know know for more stuff any of those places and then you've also got your modeling stuff and that's just the ellie ringo yeah as, as far as that goes it's
2: ellie ringo or it's model cat uh because when i started it years ago i was like oh this is great it's cute damn it i should have just used my freaking name and called it good but there's a point when you're first starting out that you don't want people to google your name yes and then see what you're doing because there's that inner embarrassment where you're like, I don't know if people will accept me. Yeah. And I think that a lot of women go through that. Yes, when you're putting yourself out there, you're so scared that people are gonna judge you mm-hmm. and they're gonna criticize you yeah. and they're gonna bully you. And oh, all of that happened. But you you either go into it with a mindset that that's gonna happen, or you go into it with, I don't give up happen you do what you want to do i mean yeah sure it took me a good little bit to realize that i don't care if someone thinks i look fat and that that's on you that's your opinion i feel great have fun bye yeah uh but you know the people that want to be negative towards me they're still looking at my stuff still making you relevant so and so (laughs) if they hate me that bad that they're gonna stalk me go for it i'm i'm all about it you have fun but yeah so it that was like a scary thing. Right. And I can completely understand that. Yeah. Little bits of feedback of course were like great. And you know, people like, Oh, I love what you're doing and this and that. And then it came to a point where you, you know, people really started to like what I was doing. So I was like, yes, maybe I'm doing it right. (laughs) You still have that doubt. Almost every photo shoot I go into, like I have to pre-prep myself just to make sure that I don't have any negative thoughts about myself because it's going to read on camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's got to be like a whole process, you know, Mm -hmm. just that whole
0: stepping back, like realigning your energy Mm -hmm. and just giving it like giving it as much as you want to give it and getting rid of all. I mean, that's got to be, I mean, because we're always hit with negative things all the time. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's just like having to deflect all of that and just go within to that, like, you know, you obviously have that light, that spirit, that energy, and just letting that radiate. So I it's a, sometimes, you know, but sometimes, though, with just, just life in the world the way it is, it's like, you know, those things can sometimes dim it. So you've got to make sure. Oh. I mean, can I can imagine going into a photo shoot and you're like, today
2: cannot be dimmed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have some photographers that are, you know, I think closer to me as friends than they are photographers but they're you know the best people in the world and we hang out and i know that you know not too long ago i went into a photo shoot and you know i've been going through a lot of stuff because i'm also planning my wedding and so i'm just a little on the stressed outside plus there's been a lot of family issues that have been going on as well plus i still have to keep doing what i'm doing right and be happy about it
0: yeah
2: and so he's like why are you because i told him i said i just have anxiety and i'm this and i'm that and he's all why are you anxious today and you know and kindly you know puts his hands on my shoulders and i'm just like i can't talk about it and i just even saying those words just made me start to cry cry. oh my gosh he's all i didn't mean to do that and i was like no it's okay and so i went and i like just you know touched up my makeup to make sure it wasn't gonna look like crap but we had a freaking phenomenal photo shoot but because Even though you have to build yourself up and you don't want those emotional things to like take over, being a professional model and a professional in any industry means that you need to be able to put on a good face no matter what's going on internally. And you have to know how to bury that for the time, completely put it out of your head, and go in and do the job that you're supposed to do. And so being able to split it apart, yeah, maybe I'm a psychopath sorry if that's the truth but you have to be able to be a professional mm-hmm. and that's like with any job if you have a lot of stress at work or at home and you've got personal things going on you need to go into your job with a clear head yeah yeah you gotta it's like a switch you gotta turn it off you know and yep yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it's you know I, I i've had a very strong switch it's more like a giant breaker you know <laughs> like a breaker that's a good that's a good <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay i i i have to ask you you just brought it up Mm -hmm. you're getting married next month
2: yes congratulations
1: yes congratulations thank you you're a geologist you collect rocks Mm -hmm. is it a diamond or a different gem what what do you got in the ring? that's a good
2: question that's a good question that's awesome question actually i i was out cutting rocks today and so whenever i'm doing something like i don't wear my ring but it's actually a um a pad bird ash pink sapphire and so it's very rare you know they're they're the most uncommon of sapphires to get. And so, and I, funny story, I guess. I was in Greenland and I get this message from my, one of my best friends who lives in Florida. She's like, hey, like, what was that stone that you liked? Like, um, I I think that my grandma has one, but I can't remember, like, um, was it Alexandrite? Because that is another stone that I like. It's, It's not as rare as a pad sapphire, but, um, She's like or, or was it something else so i sent her pictures of the ones that i'd like because i keep them on like pinterest and stuff like that she's all oh oh okay so you like the pads she's all okay so i was just curious if you would know like what my grandma's ring was or something like that just random question ah uh, like,
0: it was for the boy it was for the boyfriend
2: yup <laughs> <laughs> no, like, i was so like stressed out and my brain was everywhere i was like danny this is the weirdest questionable why do you want to know like like sure i'll answer whatever you need but this is a weird random question yeah this is like the weirdest thing and she didn't the funny thing is is um either over wi-fi or once i finally got like a um a chip or a sim card or whatever it is to put in your phone over there then i could talk but she did this via messenger so I knew if she was gonna ask me, and I thought about this later, if she later. Had talked to me on the phone, there was no way she'd have been able to keep it like straight. She would have let something go. Uh-huh. And so yeah, I get back from Greenland. I had been back for oh geez, I got back on the twenty fifth or something like that, and then he proposed on October third.
1: And you know,
2: we were just in the water, and not that y'all asked for this story, but I'm telling it anyways. Um, <laughs> I am, I'm looking at rocks right on the side of the, on the side of the beach. I was like, oh, they've got this. I can't believe there's agateized Jasper in Lake Havasu and he's like, yeah, okay, I'm not paying attention. He jumps off the back of the boat and, and I'm just sitting there on the shore and I'm like swinging in my little chair. And, um, uh, Dan, my fiance, he does this thing underwater where no matter where he is or what water he's in, he just opens his eyes and he looks everywhere. I can't swim that way unless I have a scuba diving mask on. It's like, mm-hmm. my eyes are closed. And so he pops up out of the water. and I was like, how do you do that? You always have your eyes open. He's all, well, that's so I can see where I'm going, where I'm swimming. I was like, no, Sherlock. I was like, but how <laughs> do you do that? And he's like, I don't know. I just did it. Or I just do it. And then, so I was like, okay. And so, you know, I'm like sitting there with my beer. I have no makeup on. My hair looks funky. I don't even have a good bathing suit on. Okay. Like I am like, like just put me in the water. Right. And all of a sudden he's like look what i found and he has this little box i was like oh my gosh you found that under the water <laughs> Stupid, gullible me and, and then he that's his he goes, does his whole thing and proposes and i'm, oh, I'm like oh my gosh so sweet. i was like i was like fucking shocked like i'm out of my mind like we've uh May 1st we will have been together for exactly six years and so we've we've been together for a while this has been like a long time coming I guess but I guess while I was gone in Greenland one of our friends up the road here in Havasu said uh dude why haven't you proposed why aren't you married because someday you're gonna lose her because someone else is gonna take her and he's like oh I'm like oh my gosh
1: <laughs> so, so if you've been together for six years, so he's, you know, this really kind of took off, I guess, like three years of COVID and stuff. So he's been with you sort of the whole time then. Yeah. As you've gotten, you know, and grown everything then.
2: Yeah. Like I, uh, you know, I was in two horrible relationships, you know, before him. And I've been through things that most people would never dream that somebody could mm-hmm. live through for just the amount of time I've been alive and you know people are like i don't know how many experiences that you have that most people don't ever experience but those horrible relationships you know they made me who i was and so i always tried to do things like i always tried to model and i always tried to like do more acting and all this stuff but i was always very suppressed like oh no you can't do that people can't see you in a bathing suit no shame i'm like why Or, um, no, I don't really feel comfortable with you doing that. You know, it's, it's not okay. They were always very controlling. They always wanted to say what I could or couldn't do. And I was like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. And, but you start to believe them. If you hear something enough, if you hear you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. You can't do this. You're stupid. Yeah. You believe it. And if you're constantly told, well, you're no fun, you're this and that. It's like, am I really no fun? Like, am I really this? shitty of a person do I suck that badly so it's a whole mind thing where you're just like oh my gosh but once you decide to get rid of that and go away like the first time I decided to like up and say yeah peace out and you're never gonna hit me again I was living in my Jeep like I have a Jeep Wrangler I still have the car um I'll never get rid of it but I'm 5'9 you can't sleep in a Jeep unless you take the windows off and stick your feet out the window like, and, and I made I, I that lived. choice
0: though, right? To get, to get out.
2: Yeah. You have to yeah. like, at some point you have to take the giant leap to leave. And so I was like, wow, I've been through all these little sh- things. And so Dan coming along, he's like, yeah, do whatever you want to do. So I fully support you. So yes, I can sit there in a nude art class because I do a lot of lighting to teach photographers how to shoot a model and how to be professional with them whether they're beginners or intermediate, some people just haven't done that before and I'm very comfortable in my body. So I was like, yeah, you can't do that. And this is what you want to do. And so I have photographers that I trust to set this up so that, you know, you can have group shoots to tell people what to do. And Dan will be there. He'll hold the light. He'll hold the fill. He'll hold the reflector. He'll do all those things. And he's a confident enough man to know that I'm not going anywhere and it takes a big man to do that oh yeah you know to watch their girlfriend and then fiance or whatnot get photographed wearing nothing by eight different people over his shoulder and you know he's just that great of a person where it's like well yeah no 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 doubt at all yeah babe i'll marry you you know it's that this will happen you're amazing yeah sometimes every couple fights and argues because you shouldn't drink milk from the carton
1: <laughs>
2: All right, and you don't lick the spoon and put it back in the drawer. <laughs> Why is this not like a fundamental fact that people actually know? like Uh, uh-uh, uh, it's not okay that. And you do not wear your dirty ass shoes through the house after I've already vacuumed because I gotta clean it up. Like, oh my gosh, it's just those sorts of things where he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry," or he'll be out working on his truck and he's greasy and he gives me a hug and I'm like, "You." <laughs> I don't like the smell get away and, you know. yeah sure so does he
1: does he go with you then to, to look for rocks?
2: Oh yeah so any of these like well uh kind of so he gets bored and he usually drags me away from whatever we're doing um there have been times where he's like nope, nope we're, we're leaving now or <sighs> we'll be hiking up a hill and I'll be like oh I- look at this. And I was like, look, oh yeah, it happened a, a week ago. I was like, oh, I found a crystal. He's like, Oh my gosh, we're never gonna make it to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, No, that's not true. You I know? think I yeah. think everybody
0: who's in a relationship with somebody who's not like a true diehard rock hound, like has those experiences. Or like everybody yeah. like you just wanna keep going, you want like one more rock, one more rock. And they're like, No, you're done. Like, okay, you have enough, or like, okay, we have you know, we have to get to the goal here, and that's to the top.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or hold on. We, we can't go inside the store yet. I got to look through the, the gravel and the landscape. Well, I, mean, I didn't
2: stop doing that years ago, FYI. But it did happen at one point. I was like, oh, these are pretty. And they're, she's just going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it, it happens. Yeah, If you so he loves to go look at abandoned mines. Oh, that's good, though. That's fine. Yeah. He thinks they're awesome. Like, as far as finding the rocks, I will show him what to look for. And usually he can't find them. But that's okay. He tries really, really hard. That's and that's, that's good, though. I, I appreciate yeah. just him trying and just being there with me. And so most of the time, he'll just hold the camera. So <laughs> on our very first trip, um, he's like, uh, so, like, we knew each other for just over, like, uh, no not even a month or something like that he's like so do you want to go to europe with me i was like um stranger danger like what the hell dude like this is like <laughs> yeah we've been like but we've kind of been seeing each other i just met you a month ago and we've gone on a couple dates you want me to go where he's like well my parents are going over to england and we go to paris and i was like oh my gosh i've always wanted to go to paris this could be so cool and so, you know, I I decided to go on the trip. Like, oh my gosh, you buy a last minute ticket to Europe back in like whatever it was that I went. They were expensive, but I was like, it's okay. I got a good job. I can handle this. I went over there, and I was like, oh my gosh, can you take a picture of me. We take a picture of me, and he's like, I'm the Instagram boyfriend right now. I was like, <laughs> yes, <because> you are. <laughs> he always had my phone, and we had the best time. But and so then and now it's just become a thing. Like he will, you know. uh, he doesn't do the photograph thing very well he usually gets me when i look like this or like you know something so i was <laughs> okay, so like look at the camera when you're taking the photo <laughs> but he'll film me for my youtube videos and you know he'll he'll do all of those things and you know like every guy he'll just get like fed up and just like, okay are we done yet can we go right and right, it'll right. be like almost night time i was like no i just want to find one more one more piece. one more just one more <laughs> one more i mean I've I've made him. I'll make him stop. Like on the side of the road, stop! I see a rock. I need to jump out and get it. And so, like you know, this is why my shirts say, "Wait! I see a rock." It's Wait. like because it's like it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, totally. He's almost caught me in midair going to jump for something. And He's like, "Yep, nope, you're gonna come back over here, and we're gonna drop you down." <laughs> and you
1: know what so I'm doing. Do you have do you have shirts? So so you have yeah. shirts too. Is that also on your your Etsy?
2: Yeah, that's on my Etsy. They're they're like a um. I don't keep them on hand. They're a print order sort of thing. And so, uh, but I mean, I like wearing my own shirts. They're fun, <laughs> but you know, some of them look cute and whatever. And, and I make my, my fiance wear, uh, ones that I uh, made for him. So you know, it's a fun little like thing, but yeah. Okay. So I have to say
0: that yeah. one of the, I mean, I'm impressed with so much about you, but one of the things that I find incredibly impressive as that like you are this professional woman who is doing movies, um, you're modeling. But in the midst of all of that, you find the time to connect with nature and to do what you love and to create content for rock hounders. And that to me is just so incredible. Like I love that you still hone in and connect to like your love of geology. And share that with others in the midst of like all of this, like you know, the stardom that you're you're rising to.
2: Like- Sorry, it's my cat. She's right in the front of the camera. Oh, I'm that's listening okay. though. That's okay. What's
1: your cat's name?
2: Uziri. Oh. It's Swahili for beautiful. Uh, she's a Savannah cat, and she's wants my attention right now. She's been <laughs> before, like
0: batting the floor. Sorry. Do but I'm, find, I'm listening though. Do you find that? So I guess, do you find that creating content is more of like, um, like an, a time of peace for you, or do you, is that more of like, just an, you know, like a job for you? Like how, where do you see yourself with the content that you're creating, you know, as a rockhound? Do you see, do you see yourself continuing to do that? Do you want to grow with it? Is there, you know, a a plan with that? Are you just kind of just going with the flow?
2: So honestly, um as far as uh, the content that I create, it is, it's my job. Um, The, if I'm not, which happens rarely, depending on either where it is or if I have time, I do get like independent consulting jobs to go out and look for, uh, or look at people's minds and whatnot. Okay. So you still do that. Okay. Oh yeah. And so people will, uh, you know, want me to either go look at their stuff or to, um, you know, examine it, but it's sometimes it's just Oh, we would love for you to do this. Can you? And then there's like no follow through. And so I'm like, okay. And so, I mean, honestly, and you know, this is just because, Hey, it, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it, like the starving artist sort of thing, you know, if you're on food stamps, you've made it sort of deal, but like last year, for it because i just did my taxes because i was dreading doing my taxes yeah I me too two weeks ago. <laughs> absolutely hate it because mine believe it or not they're kind of complicated but like i made nothing last year and it's the least amount of money that i have made in the past 20 years and i'm like there's something wrong with me like you know th- it's, so it's scary it's like if if you don't get these little jobs, if I don't sell enough on Etsy, if I don't have enough views on YouTube, if I don't have enough views on Facebook, um, it's like, and TikTok doesn't pay it. Um, and Instagram loves to just kind of do this. So I'm like, okay. So at least with the other ways that I monetize things, I'm, I barely make enough money to, you know, pay for my gas, to get to all my trips, to go on my trips, and then to pay for my cell phone bill. And literally, if it wasn't for Dan and me making some really risky, but very good choices with real estate, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing. And so, and and I know that I've gone way out of the realm of what you were asking, but the, my passion for this is something that is huge. And I love to combine my passions. And I know we've talked about that, but I... I'll continue to do what I'm doing because I believe enough in myself that it is going to go somewhere. Whether other people do is remains to be seen, but Hey, my YouTube keeps growing. I hit 11,000 followers that, you know, it feels good to me and I know it'll keep getting there and it, it just takes time, but it takes a lot of tenacity. It takes that persistence and it takes people, slamming the door in your face for you to find like the little teeny tiny window or even a doggy door to crawl through and you just got to keep going Yeah, you have to pursue it you have to keep that passion open yeah that's a really
0: good message and actually no it did answer my question because you believe well you you have a passion in this and you believe in yourself and that between that passion and believing yourself is your drive to continue so Mm -hmm. i mean that's exactly what it is. And I think that it's, it's admirable. It is Thank very you. Admirable. Yes. Um, we're going to check and see if we have any other questions here. Um, I think somebody back here have asked about our, rock, our favorite rocks. Was that that we saw? Um, um, yeah, I can,
1: bring, I can bring that up.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I want to bring that up. Ellie, what's your favorite rock or mineral?
2: Oh, gosh. This is a very, very loaded question. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't have one because i like too many and it just depends on the one that i am finding right now um i would say all encompassing you know when i have to pick one i would say that my favorite mineral is corundum because yeah. it you know it's sapphires and it's rubies sapphires are some of my absolute favorite gemstones uh it's amazing and you know but i love all of them like and, and, it, and it's such a bad thing like Every time I open up like a new agate or something that I hope is a geode, it's like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite rock. (laughs) But I can't say that as well. It's not my, you know, those aren't rocks. Those are minerals. So there's a huge difference, huge disconnect. And so each one is my favorite every time I find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that it's not an answer, uh, but that's my answer. It's all I've got because it just depends. I mean, I have an entire case that is just full of things that i really love things that i've found that bring me joy and it makes me happy and i was like oh all of these are my favorite and they're all different <laughs> and and ben you
0: mentioned yours was from the last time we had you on
1: yeah uh, i'm sure ellie knows it a uh, slick inside
2: that's not you know, a, slick inside that's a, that's a rock yeah from a fault
1: yeah rock yeah or those... mineral I, yeah, I've, I've always, for whatever reason, like when I first learned about them, when learning about geology, I was like, this is so cool because it's, it's one of those that like, what's always drawn me to it is the stories that you can get just from looking at a rock. And so to think like, okay, this maybe was like, like I have one that I found in Montana where it's like, okay, this is like a red, like mudstone that was formed in some, you know, Marine environment. And then it, was deposited and uplifted and then was a part of a fault and you can actually feel the grooves on it of where the fault was moving. And, you know, it's like, you can just learn so much just by looking at it. And so mm-hmm. that, that was one of, you know, one of mine, um, which, you know, they're not really pretty to look at. And most,
2: oh, true. most
1: people kind of are, but yeah, no, I that's those are always for whatever reason. It's just been something that have always just kind of connected with me.
2: Oh, I agree. Like they're fascinating. When I'm in an, a mine, especially an underground like added or something, and you can see that everything was there because of a structure system, and you find the fault lines and you see where they propagate and where they're going, and then you see the slick lines from the drag. You're like, and this is why we have this post mineralization done. <laughs> And, and so, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan because you pick it up and go, look at this. And people are like, ew. And you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> and so, but so I get where you're coming from.
0: I think my favorite, um, mm-hmm. and that's just because um, I, the area that I live in, in the Great Lakes, we have a lot of different like long wave um, fluorescent minerals. Yeah. Um, and so one of my favorites is the Wernerite scapolite. And um, oh, wow. and it's um, a, a bright fluorescent yellow. It's so gorgeous, sure. and so that's my absolute favorite. But I know as I grow and this hobby, it will likely change. But for the last probably three years, that's been my favorite, and one thing that um, I enjoy actually collecting when I'm out on on the Lake Erie beaches. So. That's very cool.
2: I haven't been over there yet to go like. Look well, for- when
0: you come, you better call me and I'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> we could go look with, uh, you know, you for us like, yes, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I love that. It's a That's
0: lot of fun, great. like on the beach shore at night. I mean, like, you know, and then a lot of people are like, oh, you know, uper whatever, no big deal. it." they're like people think they're like trash rocks, whatever. But I'm just telling you, there is no greater feeling. Than being on the lake at night hearing those waves crash hitting the rocks you're by yourself you see the stars it's just oh it's just and then you're mm-hmm. looking for these lights or these rocks and then they just glow it's just it's an incredible feeling so it's
1: yeah fun. I <laughs> uh, yeah I've always said like the the uper lights the soda light like I've always been like you know there's so much better soda like the like the stuff from Greenland like will just blow your socks oh, yeah. off mm-hmm. but I mean, if if like I'm going to Michigan at the, the end of May and I am definitely going to a beach and I'm bringing my lights and I'm going to walk. And I mean, it is. Yeah, it's I think a lot of it that's really nice, too, is it's not like super common. So it's not like you see and it's just a beach oh, of, you know, glowing I'm always rocks, by myself when I'm like, out
0: there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and you just walk and you're like, oh is that yeah. one you know it's that's yeah, one, like, kind it's, of like you're it's cool. really trying to find something yeah it's,
2: yeah. It's mm-hmm. fun. yeah it's peaceful the as i have a i don't know if you guys like how deep dived you did or whatever but i have a video about you know the the soda light in greenland and finding it on the beach and whatnot but i had no idea it was gonna be there and i'm so frustrated in myself about not bringing some back oh no 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 i brought oh. 22 pounds of rocks from Greenland. Oh, cool. <laughs> I had to get a special permit from the country really? in order to export rocks out. I had oh, to know God. how many kilos I had of each one and what they all were. And uh, Q uh, in Greenland, she is the one that helped me out by filling out the permits to make sure that I could bring them back. Oh, good, uh, good, so, good. Yeah, No, oh, I definitely did. But what I was going to say is I'm so frustrated that I didn't bring my own blacklight. Oh. I used somebody else's oh. light. And unfortunately, uh, the, I would use the term, the assholes that uh, had the black lights that were there um, were very stingy with them after they realized that I was getting more camera time. So thank God I used them when I did. Otherwise, like, you can't find them. And so after mm-hmm. uh, my birthday there, which was the worst birthday of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, just be, I just, I've, i never cried so much in one day in my life. Like I, I, I kid you not because of the way I was being treated by these jerks, because they, I was the person that was showing people what to do. I was the one using terms that were correct. I was the one that has the experience mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I'm, this is not something I do as a hobby on the weekend. This is my life. Right, right, right. So they got mad at that because yeah. The cameras followed me. The cameras were watching what I was doing. That wasn't my fault, but they were jerks about it. Mm. And so, um, after my birthday, I didn't get to use their lights again. And I was little, I was there for three months, and and my birthday was in the first three weeks of being there. Mm. And so I was like, wow. this freaking sucks. But at least you thank some opportunities. Oh that. yeah, I got to use it as best I could, and I I was up for. Um, I think the second time I got to use it was in uh, Elisapah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Walking and around. I'm, yeah. And that was, I think, um, my sixth biggest viral video. Overnight, it got three million views. Oh, For Finding a Piece of Rock. And I flipped out so bad. I was like, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> oh, my gonna, oh, my God. <laughs> because it, it was glowing. I mean, it yes. was like it was on fire fire yes and i've never seen one that big before and every person thought it was fake and like it was staged i was like oh no this is like so this is real so
1: so for the soda light then was was some of it the hackmanite like the tenorbescent um i don't know if you've seen those that have come out of there either because that's like that's actually talking about favorite minerals that's like one of my like favorites now that i've Gotten a few Greenland pieces, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've gotten any of the tenorbescent hackmanite Mm-mm. from there. Yeah, because that's the that oh, yeah, because that's really cool. What I've been trying to do is find a piece because they're so expensive right now. But I want to really get a piece. I've talked to someone that he does carvings with rocks, and I really want to find because it'll change colors then after it's exposed to the UV light, and then it'll fade back. And so I really want to get like a carving and something that you oh, can hit it with the UV light, and then it'll like change color and then fade back.
2: Are, are you talking about um tug turbite?
1: Uh, tug turbite does do some of it, but like so, oh, like yeah. the soda light, the soda light there.
2: So okay, so what did you say ha- it was called? The- hackmanite.
1: Yeah, Hackmanite. So it's it's like a clear yellowish kind of color in daylight and then after you expose it to uv light for a while it turns like purple like amethyst deep dark purple and then slowly like after like a couple days or a day or so like sometimes even shorter if you hit it with like just a normal flashlight it'll fade back to its normal color and people that have had it for a while uh, um they haven't noticed any changes over time like you can do it as many times like i've got pieces of barite from uh heart Soul, colorado that you can leave it out in the sun and it'll change from like a yellowish color to blue but mm-hmm. that's it it'll stay blue forever like it's permanently changed but with the hackmanite from greenland um i know there's some too like out of i think Mount st hilaire in um ontario mm-hmm. i know some of that hackmanite does it too but the tenorbescence um and then uh afghanistan too has some and it's some crazy yeah yeah. From, uh, from Ontario. Yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's like my favorite thing and it, it's the prices now are like getting much higher, but like, I really want to find some that, cause it's so cool. Cause it's like, like, I love showing it to people. because they it'll be like, how much purple do you see? And I'm like, there's none. And you hit it with the UV light for like a few minutes and then you go, okay, now. And they're like, well, oh, now there's purple. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Oh I God. love. Yeah. That's like my new favorite.
2: You know, and like now that you say this from the stuff that I did collect because I, uh, like four or five different spots throughout Greenland, I collected some of the rocks. You know, just based on either the uh, the phenocrysts or the whatever was going on. I should just see if any of it does. Yeah, that. you should totally. Like, yeah.
0: I am because so, if you didn't know about it, then you probably you may have it and not even realize it. Uh, uh-uh.
2: uh no, I, I I didn't, and I I knew that sodalite was in Greenland. I just didn't think it was going to be where I was at. And so I brought like the, um, the scorpion finding light, which is like has zero power. And so I'd have to be like this oh. to the ground, like looking for stuff. Like uh-huh. you just, you'd have to be right here. You couldn't see anything. And, and, and so when I use the other people's lights, you know, you could be standing up as a normal human being and look around yeah. and go, oh my gosh, there it is. But I'm going to have to look this up because I researched bite to death. And so. I got some of that, which was awesome, but I didn't know about the hackmanite and I'm, my brain's going nuts right now. Yeah. I've been,
1: cause I've, I've been following like, you know, the fluorescent mineral, like Facebook groups and things. And so like when I first started seeing it, cause then um, like there's someone that he's collected a lot of Greenland rocks um, and they, they sell it on eBay. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to, I've, I've gotten a few pieces, um that way and i mean are we now talking about
0: are we talking about mark Cole?
1: yeah 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 so yeah shout, his, out, he,
0: shout out to mark Cole.
1: yeah yeah and his so his daughter valerie is the one that's yes. you know doing yes. it now but yeah it's you know that stuff like I, I i've gotten a few of it and i think i've sold maybe one or two pieces but it's like it's because it's so cool and it's like i really have a hard time like getting rid of it because i'm like i it's like a color like because I tell people it's like it's like getting sunburned Mm -hmm. like you can hit the rock with uv light and it changes color and then it'll fade back like oh so cool
0: yeah that's awesome real quick bobby um is which is somebody that I had on a previous um let me pull over his his message here sorry um he um I had him on a previous show wanted to ask you um about a claim in greenland mm-hmm. and you were do you remember that something about on your show
2: do you remember the situation what did she say oh wait when the guy who owned the claim in greenland denied her keep her fines what did she say to him off camera or anything um so are if he's still on but it two different things is he talking about the, um, the guy at the Ruby mine, which yes. I'm assuming.
0: Yes. He says they should have let, um, Ellie keep the rubies. Yep, we the already Ruby. Talked about okay. That. So huh, this guy. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear this juicy. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, this was great. So I show up at his house the day before we're going to go to his claim. Okay. And he takes us downstairs to his little area of Ruby, everything. Right. And he's got rocks that I kid you not, that I, I can't, like, mm. they're they're huge. I guess I'll go back here. They're, like, gigantic on his floor with these huge pieces of crystal and corundum. They're not in, like, the best shape you, like, it's cool because they're so big, but they're, like, the pieces that you would break off to use, like, in a classroom to show people what corundum is to, like, scratch okay. it to see that it scratches everything. So not out. gem quality. No, but then he had a whole other section that was gem quality where he'd okay. gone through and he had made a ton of different jewelry with them and put them in local shops and, you know, he talked all about it. And he was supposedly a geologist. Mm, I have questions there. That's a whole other story. But he had this claim that he got at this beautiful area and he talked all about it, how it was, you know, a little bit of a hike to get there, but we could go there and we could see all this stuff. Um, he also... Um, which was a like a fact or, or whatnot, he had the largest um, solid crystal of corundum in the nor- this he- Northern Hemisphere. Literally, it was this tall. And it was perfect wow. that came down and it was beautifully shaped. And I have pictures of me holding both of the the two giant ones that he extracted. And they're in this like phyllite type weird material that sucks to get off of the, um, the corundum. But because I had gone to the the ruby mine before that and they let me help like do stuff to the crystals and whatnot that's not on camera but they let me help do all kinds of stuff which was cool right um so this dude's like yeah so we can go to my mine tomorrow and um you can dig stuff up you know you'll be able to keep it you can you know we'll just all hike up there it'll be a great day plus the tv show itself uh-huh. said that i would be going on a tug bite hunt which I never did. And I would be going on a Ruby mine hunt and whatever you find, you get uh-huh. to eat. Okay. Okay. This is, this isn't something that I wrote that I signed. Okay. So, but, but to me, I'm like, yes, this is like my favorite freaking, like, you know, type of crystal Right. because corundum, you just said was like your favorite mineral, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Like, yeah. When I have to like deduce it and take it down, it's like, yeah, it's corundum. Like right. I have to, you know, And so I was so excited. I couldn't even believe it. Well, we get to the boat. We get on the boat. We get, we're driving along. And the, um, the dude's like sitting there and he's kind of like shady. And he's like, we're like, I can't wait to get there. He's like, yeah, we brought the water saw. We brought these picks. We brought hammers. We brought all of these things. I was like, okay, that's good. Because like, you know, we brought like a rock hammer. Like that was it. So he didn't tell us how far we, had to hike. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we get there. It's everything is soaking wet because you're walking through weeds that are like up to your knees, like all these bushes and your tramps and around. And it decided to rain. Well, we get further up the hill and it starts to snow. So we're freezing cold. We're soaking wet. And we still like we're in this layer of fog now. And he's like, Um, mm, I think it's that way. Maybe it's over there. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's like, well, the last time I was here is by helicopter. We're like.
1: Oh okay.
2: God, are you serious <laughs> right now? Like, so we're like five miles into this straight up a hill like right and i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe it so we get onto this ledge and we start like looking around and stuff and i start to see it on the rocks i was <sighs> like this is what we're looking for this is it and he's all oh yeah okay we go that way then i'm like this is your claim are you serious right now so i was like having it Hugh was with me and she's like, I could strangle him. I was like, yeah, me too. This is, I'm, and she's like, let's just keep going. So we keep walking. He's like, you got to keep walking that way before you get to the area. You'll see where I've been digging. And which was true. We eventually saw where he was digging. So we are pounding on rocks. My, My hands are numb. Like completely, literally, I can't feel my fingers. It's so cold. And like big, huge snowflakes are coming down. And it's like, you can see like, This, like all of my stuff, I can barely see what I'm doing because of like my hoods and my jackets and whatnot. I'm freezing cold. We get all this stuff out. I'm like, yes, this is so cool. We put it in um, two backpacks, his Mm -hmm. and then another one of his. And uh, we're like, well, you know, can we, you know, like split this up and keep it? He's like, well, we'll talk about it when we get back to the boat. And we're like, excuse me? So you just walked
0: all this way, went through all of this extreme weather to mine rubies
2: for him? Yep. So we get back down to the boat. We start taking it out of the backpack, out of the baggies that we, like, put it in, you know? Because some of them are small, like, like real small. Some of them were like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Pretty big. And, and they're all in this, like, kind of crappy, phillic material, you know? And we're like, okay... And so I said, so what do we get to keep? Well, I gotta take them home and examine them to see if maybe you can have some. I went, I- I'm trying not to lose it right now. Right, 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 right. I'm like, I spent all day, I hiked nine miles up a hill that you didn't even know where we were going. I have a twisted ankle. I'm soaking wet from head to toe. I blew out my boot. I'm just like, okay. And then plus on all of this, my phone fell out of my pocket. Thank God it was on the boat. Oh. Because, so, you, felt- so you're like, you know, freaking out that you lost your phone. Oh, yeah. I freaked out. Well, no, we called the, the boat uh, driver. Okay. because I was like, if my phone's down by the rocks, I'm going to go look for it. But if it's in the boat, we'll just leave it there because the boat left. They're like, we'll be back later because we know you guys are going to be on a trip. Because he had told them how long we were going to be away. We're like, huh, cool. Like, I didn't find this out to laughter, but... So I didn't get to take like videos and pictures. I have like one or two videos that the other people had taken, but like some of the, like the story producers and whatnot, they weren't like, oh yeah, let me take your picture. Like, okay, if I have to, I'll take your picture. And so it was like pulling teeth and I'm just in my head. And so we're in the boat and he's looking at all this stuff. I'm like holding it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is so freaking awesome. Right the next day he said come over to my house the next day okay okay so we go over to the to his house uh he takes us into the house and we're like okay where are they he's like oh well here are my books and here is my stuff and it's like "I don't care right but- like, where's the goods so he takes us over to the counter and there's like like a, a little handful of like stuff i'm like like where's all the stuff we collected i'm like uh this is it he's all like, yeah this is it and i said okay i said so what um what have you determined? I said I I'm I'm dying. I said I worked all day to do this. I said what what do I get to take home? And he said, "You can have this piece." And it was that big. That big, maybe that big around. I'm talking about the the circumference of a dime and maybe uh maybe a half an inch long. And I went I was there all day. I was told that I could take stuff home. He's all well, we don't always get what we want.
1: What? Oh.
2: And I went, what? Yeah, and he's all, you're in Greenland. He's all, this is my mind. I get to decide. And he's all, I'm sure it's that way with other people's claims in the States. I was like, no. If someone takes me on their claim and says I can find stuff and take it home, they let me take it home. They don't renege. He's all, well, this is different. I have to pay for this and I have to pay for that on my claim. I said, you're lying. And I said, that is bullshit. And I uh, said, where's the rest of it to boot? I got pissed. I called Q on the phone. I said, you're not going to believe what this asshole is doing. She's all, what's wrong? And I, she said, I told you he was going to renege on this. She knew it from the beginning, too. And she's all, put me on speakerphone with him. Let's see if it changes his mind. So we put him on speakerphone. And he's just like, well, she worked. She got a little piece. That was it. And I'm thinking, "You." scrawny asshole i'm gonna strangle you i was so mad and i said literally where's the rest of it he's all this is all there was i said no i said the other backpack has a whole ton of it in there where is it he's all there was none i said did you check the other backpack he's all no i went great so he dumps out the backpack which is twice as much as he had already on the counter and so he starts washing it off and i was like yes sweet and i said See, now you have double the amount that you had before. So can I at least have something for my trouble and time? He's all, no, you can keep the piece I gave you. That's it. Oh, my God. I was wow. like, wow. That is
0: so messed up.
2: Oh, it was severely messed up because, I mean, he f- lives there. He you he's can go all, there anytime. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's his claim. He's all, well, these are rare. It's not like I make a living off of this. I said, these aren't rare where you're at. I said, this is something that you get in a mineral kit. Or a scratch test kit or a streak test for college or for any other elementary reason. I said, that's all this is. I said, this is not gem quality. This isn't anything. It's just corundum. That's it. Oh,
1: yeah. We we gave them away. And when I was in Chicago, they would have at the Chicago gem show, whatever it is that's there. Every year they would have a mineral that would be like the mineral of the year. And one year it was like ruby. And they literally gave out little pieces of ruby to everyone that walked through the door. Yeah. yeah,
2: more than I got. He just was like, yeah, you don't always get what you want. This is my claim. Mm-hmm. I call the shots. I do what I want to do. And I'm like, I I literally all day long, like we left at the butt cracking on. It was, there wasn't even light outside to take an entire boat ride to this guy's place. He completely negated like exactly how far we'd have to travel up this freaking hill that was horrendous. Didn't clue us into what was going to go on and then the next day i realized i got to take something that big home i'm like wow and yeah maybe i'm the asshole for thinking something else but he told us literally in his home oh yeah you'll get to dig for stuff whatever you dig up you can take home i mean you don't dig for other people i mean i don't know any
0: human that digs for other people i mean unless that's some kind of Written and verbalized thing. I mean, when you go and dig something, you're digging for yourself. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's just a... I mean, that's, that's the <laughs> only uh, the only way that I go do that is if like whatever I'm digging for is a lot less than you know whatever I have, or it's just you know yeah, yeah, so-so. Yeah. But somebody else is going to enjoy it so much more than I will. It's like yeah. oh, here's that's... this, here's this, here's this. Have fun with it. Yeah, that's. That's uh, hmm.
0: that's, we know that wasn't the situation. You're not going to Greenland to to, to pick rubies for other people. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs>
1: okay. As so,
2: just, oh, sorry.
1: No, oh, no, I was just going to say, so you weren't able to keep some of the rubies, but you did see you brought back a bunch from Greenland. So like, what was your like favorite that you were able to bring back from, so, from Greenland?
2: I love it that I did get a little smidgen bit of a ruby, right? Yeah, i mean because it is corundum and i did pull it out of the ground yay which is cool but i loved finding the soda light and then um the person that had the museum in the sarsarak he actually he knew i was the geologist so one of the people that was this uh, one of the story producers she's like so if you get back to Nasarawa, could you go into the museum and then get the beaded necklace for me, and then uh, someone can bring it home? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I did because she had already gone back to to London, and so I went over there. And the guy's like, oh, you're the geologist, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, I have family at my house right now, but if you want to come back this afternoon, I'll show you our mineral collection. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I would love to. Yes, and so like. But I didn't have anything else to do. My flight didn't leave till the next day. So four hours later, I go back to the museum, and he has everything, like, spread out. He has UV lights ready. He has all this stuff. And then over on the side, he had a little, like, pile of rocks. And so that little pile of rocks had, you know, everything kind of spread out that he gave me. Oh. And nice. he said, wow. um, I've... And I don't know how he knew this, but he's like, I've heard you've gone through kind of a hard time here. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, a little bit. Like, <laughs> the most stressful, almost humiliating parts of my life. I mean, I, I was threatened to be beat up. I, I, just, I, I couldn't could. even believe it, that the girls threatened to beat me up because they just didn't like me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But he apparently heard about all this stuff. And so oh my gosh. he wrote down what everything was on a piece of paper he even and it was so cute oh nice he would, yeah, he so would take simple. like the piece of mineral and then you know he would put it on a piece of paper and then he traced the mineral and wrote the name beside so it. you could remember in case the paper got lost with the mineral yep how cute is that
1: like a, like a chalk outline yeah, like a like crime a scene outline.
2: and <laughs> so and i so i took a picture of that with all of them like just in case it got like a yeah. or yeah. mist and so, yeah, I have all of my, like, Greenlandic minerals in a little area in my house. And, like, they're in a little case. But, yeah, so he had given me tugterbite He gave me fluorite that, um, from uh, Greenland. He gave me um, some of the – oh, what is it called? I forgot what it was. It's, like, kind of their, their moonstone, uh, so to speak. It was really pretty. Um, there was a little bit of – Oh, I can't, I don't know why I am lapsing the name, but it's a feldspar crystal. peristerite, peristerite. No, no, it has like a beautiful blue argillorescence to it. Okay. Um, and anyways, if you get it wet, you can see it like really pretty. And then he gave me two different...
1: Labradorite?
2: Yes, thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Labradorite, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. My mind just was like can't couldn't think. Um, and the, two different types of sodalite because they have a the complete like white version there that once Mm -hmm. it's the orange and then they have the bluish color there as well Mm -hmm. and then um he also gave me a piece of microcline that they get there and uh, just a couple other little little things and i was like this is so incredibly sweet yeah i I just i couldn't even believe it like amazing person yeah And and you know
0: what that that's kind of like a i don't know from my experience like and it's different depending on what you consider yourself, a rock hound, a prospector, you know, whatever you are in the hobby. But like from my experience, like mm-hmm. from the rock hound experience, mm-hmm. I have never gone somewhere where we haven't given and exchanged like rocks from our area to another person in their area. It's just kind of like a thing you do. Mm-hmm. So like, i that's incredible that you had that experience and still terribly bad that you, from the other person who treated you that way because I can't even imagine somebody coming to inviting you to their claim and saying like oh you get to have this little tiny little thing like what yeah. I, I've never even you know not even you you found it yourself when oh, yeah. you, you know here in and over here in the U.S. you know it's like when we go to different places and we meet different rock hounds and we prospect just like you know not nearly get to will take you to where you hunt but like here here you can also have this this is you know just because mm-hmm. it's like you live in a completely yeah. different area yeah. and you don't have access to this and it's like yes you're like oh thank you like thank you so much because i may not come here again or if yeah. i do it maybe once or twice so like yeah oh. so I- i'm glad that you had that experience of you know a good person in the hobby because <laughs> god
2: that's insane yeah no it was it was absolutely nuts for sure i i was just flabbergasted by that guy and so and that's why uh you know and for people that have watched the show I ended up going to uh the Greenlandic Ruby store which is in Nuke in their mall and I actually ended up buying um Ugh. like that, I, made, that infuriates me even more that you had to buy it mm-hmm. yeah and, so I actually bought a Ruby for everyone on the claim oh so, and then i bought myself one plus a pair of earrings that had like a little teeny tiny and we're talking to like small like and so i'm gonna like draw a little thing i have it actually too if you want to see it but like we're talking little oh, tiny yeah like really oh, yeah hang on let me grab the one really quick because i keep it in its little case oh wow that's when he gave you no no no. this is mine that i bought it's bought cool. that's beautiful And so it's really pretty. It's, it's more considered a pink sapphire. And then the one that I got to keep Mm. focus. Oh yeah. 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 So real crappy. Yeah, totally. Like I've filed off all of like the phillic material, but that's wow. So it's Mm. got its natural shape, but that's it. Wow. So frustrating, (laughs) so frustrating because yeah, he didn't dig like he went to go find water for his saw and then he came back and like sawed out a couple things but like Q and I were just we were hitting with with sledgehammers and chisels and like I was trying not to break a finger because my fingers were so numb Mm -hmm. that I couldn't feel where they were on the chisel like that's how cold it was and I was just blown away so yeah I ended up you know spending a fair amount on my little tiny you know ruby that i bought because i was like damn it i'm not going back with nothing this is pathetic but yeah that guy total dickweed like i hope karma comes back to kick him so bad balls <laughs> and he never can produce children again like, oh, no will not
0: happen <laughs> so what do you where do you see yourself do you see yourself doing any other um, reality geology shows? Do you see yourself doing your own? Like, what is, is there a future with Ellie and geology and television?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Like, so I would um, – my me doing a show on my own has been pitched to a couple different people. I think um, it would be great. And so both to PBS and Netflix. And so I am really, really hoping – um, that I will get something soon, and um, yeah. that's so awesome. we'll just see. Yeah, so awesome. would that
1: be like like a travel show, like different rock hunting places, or like just yeah. you adventuring? Okay. Yeah.
2: So, um, uh, there's been like a couple different things that have been thrown out there. One, one of them I can't talk about, but the other one would be yeah, me exploring different parts of the U.S. at first. Uh, yeah, with minerals and talking about rock hunting and the geology that is associated with that. Very and, cool. you know, yeah, there's there's not really been anything like that, you know, that comes from a perspective uh, from someone like me. Yes. And not from all special, but like, no, but- I, I have a completely different perspective on the world for all of the experiences, plus my backgrounds. Yes. And so, I want to go do that. No, I am not the stereotypical geologist. Like people are like, yeah, you need a beard and a beer gut and gray yeah, hair. And yeah. like, then you're a geologist. Flannel
1: shirt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I do have those cause they're super comfy, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think but,
0: that's awesome.
2: Yeah. And so, yeah, that is something that I very much want to do and I'll continue to do, you know, TV and, and uh, movies and stuff like that. I have, um, a couple of movies that I'm doing this year already, but I really hope to start like filling it up a little more, but I mean, the audition world is very difficult. And so it's something that you have to just keep trying and keep doing and believing in yourself to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: before we let go um, for tonight, I do Mm -hmm. have one question for you. Um, For those people who are watching or listening who are newer in the hobby and Mm -hmm. want to know, like, you know, they love rocks or they love being in nature. What is something that somebody who wants to start collecting, what is a piece of advice or even, um, even if it's, it's down to some kind of equipment, what's something that you would recommend a new rock hound um, invest in, in, in rock hounding?
2: So like start to kind of perfect your kit, um, whether it's, you know, a hand lens or Uh, like a mineral test kit or, you know, a good backpack, water bottles, like that kind of like standard stuff. But when it comes to actually your area, there are a lot of very, very specific rock hounding books and mineral collecting books that you can go get for your specific state. Um, They're constantly changing, but it allows you like to get a handle on an area of where to look. And so once you start to kind of see those different areas, whether it's by a stream bed or by a bluff or an alluvial fan or up the side of a hill, you'll start to kind of form your own indications about, ooh, I see the same locations, other places. Maybe I can go over there and find something on my own. And and so it just starts to allow you to think outside the box and to explore those little areas and those little ventures. And you just be careful while you're doing it. Use a buddy system. Tell someone where you're going. Take protection with you when you're out there, whatever that may be for you. Um, I carry multiples. So like, if anybody sneaks up on me, you're able to get a nine in your back. So just do not mess with me. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, like, um, always, always, before you leave, if you are going alone, tell one person, if I'm not back by this time, come find me. This yes. will be my location. It's very important. If for some reason you break down in your car and you do not know where you're going, stay with your vehicle. Cause more likely than not, somebody will most likely come past and be able to help you. Don't try to walk in some random direction thinking, Oh, if I go in this straight line, I'll get there faster. No, that's how most people die. Literally you either freeze to death, something about the elements, something about an animal, just be smart. And you know, perfect your kit, have those things with you, but always keep exploring, always keep looking. And if all else fails, looking in a stream bed, look in a wash, look at the bottom of a hill. These are going to be great places to tell you what's up in the mountains beside you. That's good advice, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, that's great.
2: Yes, so
0: we're gonna conclude for tonight. Thank you, Ellie, for taking the time to speak with us. Um, oh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, lot of a, fun. Lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an incredible start of season two. You have been an incredible guest. We thank you for your time and we're going to all sign out for tonight. So peace out.
1: Next episode is going to be on May 3rd and we are having the Agate Dude, also known as Chase Anderson, who is going to be talking about all sorts of Agates, mostly Lake Superior Agates. So uh, um, tune in again, same time, same place, Wednesday, May 3rd.
0: All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a good night. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye.